Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for a day like this, um, for a time like this. Lord, we commit this time into your care as we talk about things that concern you um, in our lives. We pray, Lord, that you would give us um, more insights. Lord, send your Holy Spirit to come guide us and teach us as we delve into issues of today's Christian world um, in this and many other things we pray through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Welcome to the Tefila Media Podcast, where we take the time to slow down, self-reflect, and talk about the goodness of God. I'm Ike Della. And I'm Lawrence. Together, we're the co-founders of Tefila Media, where it is our mission to spread the goodness of Jesus as far as the little part of the internet can take it. We pray that you're touched and encouraged by our journey. everyone uh, back to season two episode mm-hmm. two of yep. the tefila media podcast that's Woo! right that's right we're turning up we're so excited <sighs> to be back and our second episode is even going to be better than mm. the first yeah. one yeah. Um, we have a very exciting guest with that's us right. today a returnee a returnee Dr. Dywell. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't like when you call him doctor. He doesn't but like it. I'm sorry. Um, we got to put in the accolades in there. Got to. We got to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's back with us and we're excited. Um, we're hoping to learn a lot, uh, talk about a lot of things concerning sexual sins. <laughs> Yeah, um, so for those of you who are probably listening in your car and you have kids around you, I think you should probably listen later. Um, this probably might be a little too grown for kids. But yes, Maybe. today we're talking about sexual sins. Um, it's a topic which... We've tried to avoid for a long time, but unfortunately, the Holy Spirit's guidance is what we follow. And so, um, I remember a few months ago, Akadela were talking about this. I remember I was driving from Maryland, and with I called you, and we're talking about this, and we asked, we said, let's talk about it in the podcast. And we asked ourselves, who can we invite to talk about this? And there was no name that we could even think of except that will. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that will has a way of phrasing things in a way that will not <laughs> cause commotion or like, you know, World War Three or something. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> so. That's a lot of pressure, guys. That's so much pressure. I'm feeling... I'm getting nervous right now. Uh, okay, no more. We're done. We're not, we're not going <laughs> to give you. any more pressure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think probably we should just end it there. But no, we can't actually because this is the calling of what we've been called to do. So yes. Um, so yes, that will... What we actually expect from you today will, um, 
And just for everyone's knowledge, today we're coming strictly on the principles of the Bible. Okay. Uh, we know that one of the issues in life right now, apart from COVID and mental health issues, is sexual sins. People have sexual encounters. Most of the scandals that you see are sexual encounters or, you know, and all that. And so we want to go with what the Bible says today. Um, so nothing is going to be based on our bias if we don't, if we do, but I don't have a biased opinion, but everything is based on the principles of the Bible because that's what we live by. We live by the word of God. You know, faith comes yeah. by hearing and hearing by the word of God and the just shall live by faith. So if you link all of that, what I'm saying is the Bible is our manual to live this life on earth. And so that's what we're going to go with. Um, so, yes, Dr. That will first welcome back. Welcome it's back. Great to have you again. Thank you, guys. And when is your anniversary? Have you already had your anniversary? Not no, yet. Not yet. Not so, yet. Next year. Mm -hmm. Next year. Next summer. Yeah. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Man, you're, now you're putting the pressure on us. I know. I was like, what are we <laughs> no, going to do I mean, for anniversary? Yeah, I haven't even thought yeah, about can, this. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys should. Because it's, it's, it's an important milestone. So, hey, why not? Yeah. You know, last time when you were here, you actually gave us an assignment. You told us to talk about this. I do not remember. I see. I brought this upon myself then. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? I mean, it's important to talk about. I mean, now I feel like every time someone talks about, you know, a topic that is opposing to the to the majority rule, you know, they mm -hmm. have a lot of pushback and a lot of like yeah. names, name calling and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like we can always say the truth in love. <laughs> um, the truth yeah. is the truth. We can't deviate from it. No matter how hard mm -hmm. we try to sugarcoat it or we try to, mm -hmm. you know, wrap it in whatever, it's still mm -hmm. the truth. The word of God is what it says. So it's important to talk about the hard things. Um, as well as, you know, the easy thing. So that's why we kind of just like, we just need to talk about it and get it there. I get it out of the open. This is our opinion on the matter. We are Bible believers, uh, Bible believing Christians, and this is what we stand for. So we just mm -hmm. want to make it clear to our audience that um, this is our stance on this and this is our stance on that. No confusion. <laughs> so, that's right. Exactly. Um, that's what this is about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So let's dive in. First, what is sin? Hmm. I think that we can, you know, the Bible specifically says that sin is the transgression of the law. Um, before, you know, Christ was revealed, God, you know, through Moses gave his people laws to, to obey. Um, so if you fell, you know, fall of that law, you, you, you had transgression. So that was it. But broadly, um, looking at everything that the Bible says, putting it all together, we, we understand sin as number one, disobedience to God. And disobedience to God is broad. Yeah. It involves a lot of things. It involves how you, you know, how you treat people, for mm. instance, how you treat your neighbor, how you even treat a stranger, how you treat, you know, a widow, how you treat the orphans, how you treat the fatherless. 
anything that does not please God, you know, back to Sunday school, whatever does not yeah. please God is sin. Um, and so it's also important to understand that sin is also, you know, the devil in nature. The devil is, is, is condemned and the devil is also described as a tempter. What does he do? He tempts us to sin. He's always looking for ways to entice us to sin. God has empowered us through his word and through various resources, you know, to enable us overcome sin. You know, first of all, for the sin of all men being estranged from God, he brought Christ to reconcile us back, which was the greatest thing that happened. The greatest sin yeah. on earth is, you know, to be estranged from God and not have Jesus Christ. So that has been solved through, you know, the bloodshed and receiving the son of God. But what is important is that even as we become believers, we've, we've, we've accepted Christ into our hearts, we have the Holy Spirit. God expects us to live a life that is devoid um, of sin. And the way to do that is that God tells us different things. There are, there are different ways to go about it, including God saying, flee. <laughs> you know, it's one way to walk in victory. There are times when you have to just flee, stay away from certain things. Um, and so we understand also from the Bible, the last point I'll make is that sin is something that, you know, breaks fellowship. And, you know, we, from, from that standpoint, it's very, very important. So that in not too few words is, is what, I, what I would consider um, as sin. Yes. Mm. Okay. So or, so, or, or, or what the Bible makes us understand sin is. Sin. Okay. Let me put it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. So from... Um, what I heard, you know, sin is not my opinion on what I think is good or bad, but it's the Bible's principles, what God says, you know, um, it's wrong. And me committing a sin is disobeying God's laws, of, you know, the principles of the Bible. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. And um, is there a, I guess different levels of sin you know in in court does first degree murder second degree third degree you know so i, I was wondering if that's the same thing that happens with sin. Way, first degree. <laughs> i mean I, I i i think that the the principle carried through scripture is for us not to um sort of great sense a typical example is this you know story of a woman caught in adultery you know, they said, hey, the law says she needs to be stoned. <laughs> you know, mm. why they brought only the woman is a mystery. Hey, I know, right? It takes two. <laughs> what happened to the other person? Well, <laughs> another story hey, for another day. Another, another story for another podcast. day, for another episode altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so at that point, Christ just said, hey, if you, know, if you think this is the worst thing, then go ahead. You know, so by that statement, I believe Christ is trying to say what you have done is not worse than what this woman has done. Mm. And so at the end of the day, you disobey God, you disobey God. We all disobey God in various ways. If you look at, you know, even in the Old Testament, the man Moses, why he couldn't go to the promised land himself. It looked like something little, right? He got angry. The people had pressured him. He was frustrated. But God, the, 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 what is difficult about it is that is that we are not the judge. We, you know, you and I, we are not judges. The judge is God. 
Yeah. Um, and we can glean what we know from his word. And having said that, that look, at the, the bottom line is, did you disobey God or not? Right? Point number two is that the Bible has also specifically made mention of certain things and mentioned certain consequences. Um, typical, typical, a typical example is even what we're looking at today. You know, I don't want to say special mention, but there's been times when scripture has taken more time to shed light on things like that, to shed light on murder. You know, for instance, the shedding of blood, how much God hates it. You know, so there are times that there are certain, you know, acts where God, you know, has taken time or, or in the Bible, there is a lot of light thrown on that for, for various reasons, just mm. how destructive it is. For instance, we know of even, for instance, of pride. Pride is something that God would not tolerate at all. Yeah. You know, so of course, sin is sin, but the truth of the matter is that there are also certain things that God specifically wants us about, because I think that some things probably we are more prone to, or also because they can be very, very destructive, mm. you know? And so for these two reasons and more, I think that that's how come you can find the Bible that certain things w- would get what I'll call quote unquote special mention, but it's mm. not really a matter of maybe this is more serious than the other Peter denied Jesus three times. He got forgiven. Somebody said Judas did it only once for 30 days or so. He brought the money back anyway, threw the money away. But yeah, so in that case, who who who's who's you know error was worse, whose sin was Mm. worse? Was it Peter? You know, so once we once we try to grade it in that way, it's it's a bit difficult, but we can definitely see how the Bible really mentions certain things. But you say that blasphemy against the Holy Ghost will never be forgiven. Can you can you imagine? Jesus yeah. Christ specifically said those words. So there are always things that you can find that are mentioned in the Bible specifically. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um thanks for actually saying that because that clarifies a lot of things for me. Um you know, because I'm looking at uh, the scripture here in First Corinthians six, mm. in the New Living Translation, verse um, verse eighteen, it says, "Run from sexual sin," and then it says, "No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does." Well, sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. So that's an example of what you said, you know, how the Bible gives you clear, like, okay, he, it will mention it again, you know, saying that this as like, this is what it does. Yeah. This and, the and, and, of this. and in this case, Lawrence, it's sort of making an exception so that there is no other sin where you are yeah. doing two things. Mm. You sin against God and against your own self. Nothing wow. else is like this. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he's trying to convey something here that certain things are really worth looking at differently and, you know, worth, if you like, singling out and putting in a, a different category, even if you want. And sexual, sexual sin is clearly one of, uh, one of those. Yes. Wow. So what's a, what can we define as sexual sin? You know? So, you know, we, if we if we go back to um, Romans chapter twelve verse one, um, the Bible um, mentions not to be you know conformed 
to this world, but, you know, renewing our mind. And Christ has already told us that um, in the mind is, you know, in the heart of man is where all, you know, evil um, proceeds. And Romans 12 is when he says that, I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, to present yourselves holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And I think that um, sexual sin is just a perversion, right? It's just anything related to sexual lust, right? Or whatever is related to sex that goes beyond the boundaries of God. Because number one, God created sex. God gave man those feelings. But what God also did was to put, you know, boundaries, was to put a system in place where those can be expressed. It was given for a purpose. So the misuse of those, the abuse, the um, the misapplication and the um, lack of control of those feelings is what is sexual lust. And also because of the scripture you read, um, because of specifically the spiritual implications, because the Bible also says that when you are joined to an, an outlet, for instance, in court, you know, if you like, a, you know, days of a prostitute, you become one with the person. And that's what brought um, the whole issue of a soul tie that, you know, sexual sin, or in that case, you know, Sexual sin is just one way that spirits are transferred. Why? Because the only way to operate on this earth is to use a physical body. And mm -hmm. we are told that, you know, these demons are spiritual beings that have lost their estate, you know, cast down the devil and his fallen angels, if you like, that need physical bodies to express. So they would move from one place to another. And so the whole idea of a body being available for a spirit evil in this sense to work through is what also sets um, sexual sin apart. So basically, whatever means of expressing our sexual needs or desires outside the boundaries that God has created. Mm. And mind you, the last point I will make is that Christ blew our minds when he brought it into perspective and told that and said, hey, you know what? <laughs> it's not only when someone has gone to do the physical act, it is when the person even starts thinking about it. <laughs> you know, our fantasies, our thinking, which makes it scary. <laughs> you yeah. know, things that cross your mind. Somebody you see, a nice person who just speaks to you and triggers something in you and sudden thoughts flash your mind. So before we say, oh, I haven't gone to do anything, he's trying to say, hey, watch even what you're thinking about. You know what I mean? So that, that I think that for me shed more light just so that we all, none of us feels holier than thou or righteous than thou, but to understand that it's really an issue and that, you know, this is also how God wants us to stay pure and to stay clear of sexual, sexual sins. I feel like it's the harder area. Um, 
because of how we are made as human beings. Like we are social, you know, we are not meant to be on our own, you know, especially mm-hmm. we are not meant to be by ourselves. So it's, it's harder. It's a harder temptation, you know, to, to kind of deal with. And even, um, I'm going to speak more on, um, like nowadays homosexuality has become such a big movement, um, in our society and everyone, you know, that's kind of speaks against it is, um, how these canceled in, in a way, like to use a term that is now a social thing, um, is canceled. But as, as Christians, how do we, how do we reach out to, you know, people that are practicing, you know, LGBTQ, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. plus I think now it is, um, Mm -hmm. without, without, um, like judgment or without, Mm -hmm. how do we reach their hearts? Because I don't, we don't hate them, right? We don't hate people that are LGBTQ Mm -hmm. plus. And it's hard for us, like for, I've found that it's hard for me to express myself without them feeling like I'm judging their their behavior or I'm homophobic or, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, to me, it's wrong. The Bible says it clearly. So how do we convey that message without them feeling condemned or um, judged or like hatred? Yeah. Um, so definitely, I think that it's one of the the, the, the funniest issues um, and the most one of the most dividing um, of today's age. You know, recently I think that Dave Dave Chappelle, you know, made a comment and you know, people wanted to cancel him and I think that even the family you know a friend that he had came out even in support of him and said he's he's not going to do that they are actually using him as an uh, you know ally what have you but I, I think that let's also not forget the the difficulty of the issue right how difficult it is and I think that I'll start even from you know from the perspective of you know believers and Christians who know that God's word has said one thing and number two, um, also who also um, have to reconcile that with what is actually happening on the ground. How do we reconcile what God has said clearly versus what is on the ground and what has become law? And you know, in some places, you know, and a lot of countries are following suits where they think uh-huh. that there should be you know more protections for them, and you know. Even socially, people think that it's, it's an attack on the family system. There's, there's a whole warfare that's launched on people's distinct, you know, cultural cultural norms. If you want, there are there are various ways to it. And so, first of all, I want to recognize the difficulty of a believer. Recently, there was a case where there were these cake makers. They they felt that they shouldn't. Um, they didn't want to sell cakes to, you know, a, a same-sex couple. That became an issue. There was a registrar who also said she found it difficult to do her job as a registrar by, you know, helping same-sex couples sign. So there's definitely conflict that Christians find. And the conflict is just that how do I not be complicit and be, you know, ac- you know and be accepting of the thing yet be loving and still honor God in the process. That balancing act hasn't come that easily. So yeah, in the beginning you said, and I think that the way of love is always the best way that we are always going to have to fight the, the tendency to hate. It's always going to be there. You know, you might be even just appalled and shocked and all that, but it, in the midst of all those emotions, we are supposed to rise up and let love rule 
Okay, yeah. that's that's number one. Number two is also just to recognize, you know, that Christ has warned us of these things. You know, recognize that these things have been said, these things have been there for a while. We've been warned of them that there'll be tribulations. I mean, of course, some people also, you know, believe that it's just a sign of the church or God's people having fallen asleep in the past two decades or so. And so these things are manifesting. And so from that angle, people have a, a different feel to it. But just recognizing what the Lord has said and recognizing, you know, how the world itself is going versus what, you know, and even recognize the need to um, to do more, right? Recognize the need to be strong in the things we believe and even transmit them and safeguard our children. How do we respond? I think that if we're able to fight and overcome that initial, if you like, and transcend tendency to be hateful, if you can overcome that and just bring yourself to explaining things in love and responding in love, defending your faith in love, defending what you believe in love, giving the reasons in love against this institution or act or way of doing things and not the people, which is difficult to do. If we're able to get there, it will just help. I mean, because I think that the hate, hatred itself and the, you know, and all the rancor may not necessarily achieve anything, right? Mm-hmm. But when people really see that there is still love in us, right? If people mm-hmm. still see that, look, I don't accept this, but I also don't have to hate you. Yeah. All right. That is mm-hmm. what the mass has commanded us to do. So yeah. I think that even in those cases, I wondered why, for instance, fine, if, if you were selling cakes and people came, shouldn't you still sell the cakes to them, still make their, you know, wedding cake for them of course somebody says that it's a matter of the conscience and also if you're really in a profession where it bothered you to be able to do your job because of your beliefs for instance should you maybe look for a new job or go somewhere else and do something because i think that it's also what is required of you as a christian to be responsible so if you are in a position where you're unable to discharge your duties and for instance register people let people get married it also makes it difficult so it just requires a more holistic way of looking at things. And we can still look at it holistically and with love, but still not compromise. Because I think that the greatest fear and issue for people is that they are compromising, right? And so that's what makes it hard to do. Yeah, Um, it it is hard. It's not, there's no, there's no set, you know, set answers answers to it. Because you have loved ones that, you know, are, you know, identify with, um, some mm-hmm. some of the groups and I mean like you we can't you know I know people or parents that have you know disowned you know children or yeah, you know tough. disowned yeah. um, it's it's, it's hard yeah, it, it, yeah it's yeah. very it's very hard because you can't some of um the older you know our older folks like our parents and our grandparents it's something that they can't even reconcile like they oh, can't even reconcile yeah. it's unthinkable mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like it's hard for them to think about it but some of us like in the mix we know it's wrong but we are not there with them right we are not hating mm-hmm. and we are not we cannot i i don't want to say the word empathizing or sympathizing but because mm-hmm. it, it, i don't want it to come off as you know, we feel sorry for them, but in a way, mm-hmm. it's like we are looking, you're looking at your child walking down the wrong path or looking at your loved one walking down the wrong path. Um, I had a story um, online about how um, the girl was giving an analogy about Christianity, right? So mm-hmm. her dad told her this and she was sharing it on social media. Her dad said, 
how would you feel if I go outside and I see a snake and I come inside and I don't tell you that there's a snake outside yeah. and then I let you go outside knowing that there's a dangerous snake there and you might get bitten. So it's kind of yeah. like Christianity. You've seen yeah. that there's something that would hurt you or you're walking into something bad and then I come back and I just sit down. I've heard about the good news and I don't tell anyone. I just keep it to myself. So yeah. that's kind of the an analogy of like, I don't want you to get to that point. Like I want you to turn around and it's hard. It's, it's, it's not something that, you know, you can resolve in one day. Cause now it's like you said, it's a law in a lot of places. It's the norm in a lot of places. So it's like, Oh, what do you do? <laughs> um, <laughs> at this point, I don't know. Prayer, you know, um, grace. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Lawrence, <laughs> do you have anything? I mean, go ahead. Yeah, um, I will. Yeah, I, 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 I think that the way of our master, right, always of this is that Christ, you know, never, you know, compromised or never was never complicit in any situation, but yet he still didn't, you know, move away from people. He, he, he came in and showed a lot of empathy, like you said, showed a lot of forgiveness and love. You know, I think that that's the difference. Like I said, people think that once I show any bit of that, it means I'm compromising. Once I do any bit of that, it means that I am shaky with my beliefs. Meanwhile, I, I need to declare whether I'm hot or cold, right? <laughs> and I think that a, a lot of that which is generated, you know, is also because it looks like, you know, it, it's, it's almost become an untouchable group of people, right, where almost like what they accuse people of, it looks like they are so protected and, you know, they are so sheltered that you can't even express the way you feel honestly about this. It's almost like you cannot have any contrary view. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Th th their whole premise itself is because they have, you know, a different, you know, perspective of their sexuality. So why is it that they are not accommodating? So I think that those are also some of the issues that make people want to push back and, and fight back. But the, for me, I think that the greatest challenge, like I said, is just how do I still show love and not compromise, you know, and we have to just, you know, stick to the principle of that the thing is wrong. Like for instance, God so loved the world. He loves the people in the world. He doesn't love the way of the world. He doesn't love the pattern of the world. He tells us not to conform to the pattern of the world. But the people in this world, trust me, yeah. God loves us all. And he and he, he doesn't want to see, you know, he said he doesn't want to see people get destroyed. You know, yeah. he has no death in pleasure in the in, in you know in the death of the sinner or whatever. So that is just how we have to. Let's try and, you know, differentiate the pattern, you know, the norm, you know, from the people. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks for sharing. It is, it is a hard topic <laughs> um, to talk about. But yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Thank you. No, um, thanks for those questions, by the way. And uh, that will thank you for you know, saying that because I think that's one thing which most people talk about. Oh, well, you shouldn't give your opinion. You know, I was on the plane um, yesterday and I um, saw how they were trying to, I saw the Twitter comment about Dave Chappelle and I was like, mm -hmm. and I watched what he said, you know, I also watched that. And I was like, 
Well, I didn't see anything offensive in what he said, but you know, he's trying to get canceled because he says yep. I stand for something. And I heard a famous preacher say um, things are changing and we are supposed to go with, well, we are forced to, the church is forced to deny the principles of the Bible in order to conform with the times that are changing. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, which is... Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and yeah. You, you mentioned it. I can love, Christ loves, you know, Jesus loves us. God so loved the world, but there are certain things in it that he doesn't, he doesn't you know, go with. A certain way of doing things, a system, yeah. you know, a belief system, you know. I mean, he yeah. created us. He created yeah. the world, and in the days of Noah, he wiped it out, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Sodom and Gomorrah, he did the same thing. And, you yep. know, actually, let's, since we're talking about sexual sins, I know we, we can get some time to go. But uh, one of the things I was going to say is for those who don't know, um, because we haven't called any, we haven't outlined anything, um, things yet. But um, mm-hmm. in Leviticus 18, that chapter talks about the different sexual sins. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about so many of them. Um, and incest and bestiality mm-hmm. and homosexuality, adultery, you know, all those things, they're in there. And so if you're trying to know what is defined as a sexual sin, um, I don't think we have enough time to go through all of that, but I think I would advise for those who are wondering, well, what is considered sexual sin? You know, mm-hmm. we can do that. But real quick, I do want to ask you a question, Dr. I will. Um, you mentioned correcting and love, you know, accepting all this and all that. Uh, but I guess my question goes to, saying if i find myself in this situation where okay i'm experiencing any of these sexual sins what what do i do well in romans i believe it says the wages of sin is death so am i doomed for being a sinner if i find myself in this situation um, so, 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 so I think that, you know, somebody said that, are you a sinner because you sin or you sin because you're a sinner? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it's just basically, you know, not to make things complex, but just trying to separate things. What happened, what happens to man before Christ and what happens to man after Christ or in Christ? So like mm-hmm. I said, before Christ, the greatest thing is being estranged from God. That is what Christ comes to solve, brings us back to the Father. Because in Christ, there is a provision made. If, and that's the, that's the word the Bible used, if, you know, conditional, if you should fall and make errors. So those are two different things. If I tell you, if you're able to make it to this room 
everything you want will be found. So the issue is not whether or not you get what you want. The issue is that just try and make it to the room first. Get into this room, get through this door, and that's it. And that's all that Christ re- represents. So those two things are also, also important. However, we, we understand that even with the process of salvation, it is an instant transformation of a man's spirit and a, and a man's heart to make him alive to God, to make him respond to God. Then there is a continuous process of conforming his way of thinking to be like Christ, which takes a whole lifetime. Then there is the final process of your body being transformed um, when, you know, in the resurrected glorified body. So this three-step process is it's, it's important. You realize that the Bible wants us continuously that because part two is in process and part three is nowhere near done, be careful. <laughs> One of the things it says is that make no provision for your flesh. Um, don't buy a movie, you know, don't click on a link, don't have an app. Don't, so those are practical things that, yes, the Bible tells us, do not make provision for it, you know. And you realize that what's interesting is that it, it is when it comes to sexual sin that the Bible uses the word flee. <laughs> it looks That's like right. yeah. it is It is a case of prevention is the best policy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. don't try to cure it. You know, and I think that this is what I personally think that when we are talking about urges and emotions and desires, this in my thinking is probably one of the strongest that any human being has. And mind you, it doesn't go away when you are born again. Mm. What happens is that you have a spirit that is regenerated, that is supposed to grow and be strengthened to enable you keep it under check. Okay, yeah. so that that is the difference. And I think that if you if you go into the whole anatomy of demonic influence and evil influence, you realize that. It is really about violating you, enticing you. And so you, 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 you know, the, the way it happens is to really get a hold of those strong edges and strong emotions and take control of them. And one of those strong emotions, if not the strongest, is sexual sex. It is so strong and it becomes a target. It becomes a sore point, you know, that you know, the, the enemy would like to entice you and to gain control of and let you lose control of because it yeah. is very strong and it will drive you to do so many things. That desire once unleashed will drive you to do so many things. So, and of course, all these things are happening because man fell and, you know, there's this nature, you know, transmitted, blah, 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 blah. So really the, the way to do that is just to be in a setting where you don't have access, you know, you, you, you know, don't have, you know, all these things that can lead you. And also it's about doing practical things. Don't just say, I'm praying about it. I think that I'm <laughs> taking myself away from anything. Not I'm that, taking myself yeah. away. I'm taking this off my phone. I'm taking, yeah. you know, this person, this friend who entices me, you know, mm-hmm. this, <laughs> you know, if, if 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 you accidentally look look at a lady, don't look at her again. Don't you look know. again. The first yeah. one was, second look. The second <laughs> is dangerous. Yeah. Before you know, I mean, 
think about this. Job said that I have made a covenant with my eyes that I will not undress a woman with my eyes. That's wow. when I got to that. Look, the eyes, the eyes have hands that can, you know, basically rip a woman's clothes off. Wow. You know, so it's 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 the thing, and the thing that has really worked is just to stay away from it, mm. be far away from it as possible. Don't just go and say, I'm going to hold it and I'm going to try and master it. It's the greatest deception. Yeah. It has brought kings and kingdoms down, mighty yeah. men down, anointed men down. It is not to be toyed with. It is not to be taken lightly. And it is deception to think that uh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to master it. I'm going to take control of it. No, it is better just to be a million me. miles away from it yep, when, me, whenever me. possible. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you are never free of it. Yeah. I thought that once I got married and I'm within a system where God has created and I can really ex, you know, express and, you know, I thought that that was it. I am cured. No, no, <laughs> it's not that. that it's one. like, Even why don't you try one. this color now? Why don't you try this shape now? What you have isn't this shape and this specification. You know what? You should really check this one out. So it is one of those yeah. things where we, yeah. we can easily get deceived. Easily. Yeah. Wow. I like, I like how you said it there because you just answered the question, you know, and I wanted to actually, I'll still ask again. Um, you had mentioned earlier about what God had created, the, the boundaries in which God created sex to be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And you just mentioned it. So if you don't mind just going through again, um, mm-hmm. you know, just making it plain that this is the boundary in which sex is allowed based on the principles of the Bible and between mm. woo and woo. That's another thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so um, the example from the beginning is clear. <laughs> you know, that mm. God made a man, you know, a woman gave it to be to be his wife. You know, that is clear. Um, and, you know, one thing I always go back to the whole discussion about fornication, for instance, um, and we know that um, when Christ was, was about to be born, there's a, a detail that the Bible put that that was, you know, important. And it says that when Mary took seed by the Holy Ghost, mm. Joseph did not know her until, she, you know, she had delivered. And also said that the angel was sent to a virgin, mm. <laughs> you know, it was deliberately mentioned who was a spouse to Joseph to be wife. So basically the lesson here is that, look, these people had plans to marry. And as it should be, the man hadn't touched her until they were married. And even in his case, he had to even wait nine months, maybe plus three months for her to heal. She had, he had to wait 12 months even after he was legally married. So can you wow. imagine Joseph's wait? Joseph. So Joseph's wait wasn't an easy wait. Wow. However... I think that broadly, and just if I could try and put everything into um, a, a basket, if you want, Romans 1, 18, and this is where even people get so passionate and, you know, people struggle with, you know, hatred and being coming on strong and, 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 and you know, impassioned against everything else. It's, it's from Romans, Romans, 1, Romans 1, 18, sorry. I say that for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness. Um, okay, let me take the King James. It says that, but the anger, the anger 
But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. He says that forever since the world was created, his attributes are um, known. 21, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise. They became other fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious one, they made themselves idols. He said that as a result, he said that 24, then God abandoned them to whatever shameful things their hearts desired. Wow. Wow. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. So broadly, you know, Romans is saying that this is all happening with man straying away from God in bits by bit. Now, God just saying that, you know, he said, God gave them over to reprobate minds. Like now that you've gone so far away from me, you don't want to retain me in your thinking. Now go ahead and do whatever your mind needs you to do. That is what brought all all thousand and one kinds of perversions that we have. So ultimately, let us establish through the Bible that it is a result of man straying away from God, God staying back, and man basically devising everything unimaginable, if you like, as a means of expressing his his sexual needs. Mm. That is where we are at, and that is what is the crux of the matter. You know, it's not about society evolving. It's not about change coming. It's not about enlightenment coming with we've progressed to a state where we are more accommodated. No, (laughs) biblically, no, it says that you people have moved away from me. I've just left you do whatever you imagine. And that is a scary thing. Yeah. Very, very scary. Very scary. Very scary. I mean, imagine your wife telling you that do do whatever you want. Do whatever you want to do. I heard, I, heard, I heard somebody call his wife and said that I think we should now invite the third person. Ah, imagine, huh? Can you imagine that shock? So think of it. So that, the thing is, and that's why God abandoned the action for that. It's that even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulge in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, bend with lust for each other. And the root cause is just God saying, I've left you to all your vile imaginations and degrading imaginations. Go ahead and do whatever you want. Let us biblically appreciate the sequence of events because the Bible is a book that is so true. It gives us historical and and futuristic accounts as well. Yeah. 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 So we we just, um, we want to be clear. Where we stand, um, we stand with the Bible, we stand with the word of God. Um, we don't hate anyone. It's just what the word of God is. And um, we pray that, you know, some way, somehow, you know, the Holy Spirit will do its work um, mm. in us and in our, you know, our fellow brothers and sisters. If I mean, And it's not just homosexuality, obviously. That's not the only mm-hmm. sexual mm-hmm. sin. It's, it's adultery you know, too. People adultery, are married and seeing other people. Yeah, um, fornication, married, you yeah. know. Like it's a whole lot of things, so it's it's yeah. not just um homosexuality, but um yeah, it's it's a scary thing. I mean, I'm I'm still kind of like in shock. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, 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 and about I think it everything. also means that 
yeah, it also means that for all of us, when we really keep straying away from what God has said, you know, that is also a big lesson, right? Let's just stick to Him and stick to the path that He has Lord. laid for us. You know? Yeah. Wow. I, 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 I know I am at this moment, I'm supposed to be saying, wow, what a great, what a great, but no, what I'm saying is, when I say wow, I'm like, and shock. I've never seen this scripture before. Me either. <laughs> Me either. Not, and I have read Romans before, mm. but it has never stood out Look to, to me. Yep. Yep. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. just it's so I mean, clear. It's too, I mean, it's clear yeah, in there. The, the it's mind, clear. Right? You know, so that's why we need God because when, when we are left, you know, a man without God is something else so far away from what God intended it to be. We're created in His image and after His likeness, but we need to, you know, we stick him. with Him to be able yep. to, you know, be that. When we stray yep. away from Him, we become something unrecognizable completely. Yeah. That's, oh. that's the lesson here. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. It's this is um a very powerful lesson, actually. This this is really refreshing. It's I don't know it's not refreshing, it is eye opening. <laughs> That's yeah. what I would say. It is really eye opening. Um not just in in the matter of sexual sin, like you said, but in every Thing, the rules, the laws, the commandments in the Bible, you know, um, when you just, if you decide to do the opposite and God lets you, a man without God is nothing, you know, and this is, this is clear that this is exactly what's, what could happen. Confusion, living your life in utter confusion and just being abandoned to your shameful desires and wow, it's... Yeah, that's yeah. Thank you very much, Doctor Daiwell. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, but before we go, actually, um, I I have a feeling after this scripture that I want us to say a quick prayer. Um, you know, that God will not um, abandon us. You know, to give us a grace to turn away from our ways um, and not be abandoned by God. So Dr. Thywell, if you don't mind just praying for us, please. Shall we pray? Father, we pray, uh, having realized that a lot of things went wrong when men abandoned you, when men did not retain you in their thinking. And so you gave men up onto their vile affections, onto their shameful and degrading ways. As Christians, we ask that, Lord, you would help us, even not just the people who profess and proclaim, but people who will really stick to your paths and stick to your ways through and through, regardless of the consequences. In a world today, Give us courage, give us strength, while still giving us the love and the empathy that Christ demonstrated whilst on earth. We take the opportunity to pray for the world at large, that what the world needs is more love to show forth your light in this earth. For through your love, we can indeed be that candle that is placed 
on a candlestick. Yeah. We pray, Lord God, that let desperation leave your people. Let frustration leave your people. Rather than being frustrated and burdened and overwhelmed, let us rise up and stand for what we believe. Let us rise up in love. Let us rise up in prayer. Preserve the generations to come. Preserve our children. Sometimes we wonder what kind of world they'll grow up in. But Lord God, we pray that if anything at all, there'll be children of faith, children that have your love in their heart, children that will stand, even as difficult as it is. Like, you know, Daniel and those three Hebrew boys stood, you know, like, every other person stood like Christ stood like the early apostles stood they will have the courage and the strength to stand Lord we know that we cannot do it all it seems to be possible from where we stand but at the end of the day we know that you are God and when we call on you when we humble ourselves and call on you and, 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 and seek your face you will heal our land our lands need healing our people need healing our leaders need healing our children need healing the generations to come need healing therefore Lord Heal our land in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Dr. Will, once again. Thank, thank you, you guys, brother, for having me. Yeah. Thank you. A wonderful yeah. discussion. Yeah. It has indeed. Um, and for our listeners, thank you for listening. We hope that you have learned a lot. Um, once again, like we said, these are principles from the Bible, you know, and we stand by those principles because that's how yeah. we live our lives. And um, for those who have questions, concerns, or, you know, reach out to us, email us, media at gmail.com and um, get on our Instagram. You can slide in our DMs as well, media. <laughs> Oh, just leave a comment in the comment section and yeah. we'll reach out to you. And if you need help, guidance on how to move forward, um, you know, changing your thinking, changing your mind. That way, you know, like the, the scripture said, that way we are not abandoned. Everything starts from us. You know, Michael Jackson said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. But that's also an example of saying, you should start with yourself. If, if you're expecting love to be in the world, we need it from each one of us. So if you if you need guidance on what to do, how to reach out to people, how to be able to spread this good news, um, we have pastors, we have resources all over that we can send yeah. you to for them to be able to help you. And so... Um, we're really grateful. Um, next week is going to be another powerful, wonderful, exciting episode. It's going to be great. We're talking about music. Talking about music. Um, another Favorite thing, topic. Yep. Another assignment that Dr. Thy Will had given us last season. He said, let's figure out differences between worldly songs and Christian songs. So at the end of the day, we're doing what he asked us to do. So we blame you. Oh that, my that goodness. Well. I want to listen to that episode. I'm, I'm not going to miss it. Yeah. 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 I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you very much for listening, guys. Aki. Until next week. Adios. Bye.